I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. No shirt, no shoes, no problem, y'all. Okay, so I'm really excited because the thing that happened to me this week is I met my favorite actress in the world, Anna Kendrick. Oh yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah, so I mean like, (laughs) if you listen to this podcast and you follow me on social media, you'll already, like, you already have seen that photo of the two of us. So you're engaged. So we're engaged, save the date, (laughs) don't know which date, just save them all. Um, But she is having, um, she, she's about to release a book, if it's not out already, but um, it is out. It, it yeah. is out. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I got a copy. Um, What's it called? It's called Scrappy Little Nobody. And, like, I haven't read it yet because I'm saving it for my flight to and from Denver, Colorado next week. Okay. Um, hmm. But, like, I've just, like, opened it up, looked through, and, like, I remember reading, like, a, a one sentence. I was like, yep, I'm hooked. <laughs> so, but she is my favorite actress. And one of my, like, really good friends, Brittany, um, who you've met. Yeah. Um, she was like, Anna Kendrick is doing this book signing by me. Um, was it at the Barnes & Noble in Union Square? No, this was out in New Jersey. Um, Whoa, because that's always the one that they do it at, do right? It the at. upstairs at the, at the Union Square, yeah. Barnes & Noble. And I don't know if she did it as well at Union Square, because I know like that same day she was on Good Morning America, because my mom texted me and was like, your wife is on Good Morning America. <laughs> I mean, as one does. Exactly. I'm on GMA like every day. Right. <laughs> um, and so like I waited in one line to pick up my wristband so that I could wait in another line for an hour to get a picture with her. And then pick up the book. and Amazing. And like... Worth every and minute. And going back to the conversation of people who like show up and do the work. Like she is one of those people who is exactly who you think she is. Like she is super cool and quirky and funny and just like all of like the most amazing things. Of course I could gush about her for forever because I love Anna Kendrick and I've seen so many movies that she's in. But like just walking up to her and being like... You're my favorite human being ever. And her being like, oh, thanks, man. That's really cool. Like, <laughs> just super chill. And, like, watching her interact with other people. And it's just, like, there's no facade. There's no, like, like there's no uh, pretense. And it's, it's just really cool. And, like, it's really encouraging for me that, like, these people that I have, like, a degree of separation from. And, like, these people that I want to work with. And these people that I look up to. And Did you tell her that you worked with James Corden? No. And Haley. Um, and Haley, right. Oh my god, I, you should have I mean, totally name dropped. I would have loved to, but like it was such a quick thing. Like yeah. I didn't want to I, I wanted to respect her time because I felt like it was enough for me to be like, Thank you so much for having us. Like I love you. Um I didn't say <laughs> I didn't say that, but like it, it was just so cool. Like and I almost not that I almost didn't go, but I didn't know if I could go because I didn't know if I was going to be working or busy or anything, and yeah. it just worked out perfectly. So I'm married now. <laughs> Congratulations. Yay! Thanks. Um, I would put Anna Kendrick. So here's the thing. I hear a lot of people put Anna Kendrick in the same club as people like Mila Kunis, and I completely disagree. Because what club is that? The club of chill girls. But here's the thing. Mila Kunis okay. is a chill dudes girl. Sure. Anna Kendrick is a lady power lady through and through and through. I would put her in the same club as Mindy Kaling. Not because they've both written a book and because they're both funny and dramatic, but because they, she has no shame, especially like y'all should be following her on Twitter. She's fucking hilarious. 100%. But everything she does is to like shade the patriarchy. It's wonderful. And I feel like women like Mila Kunis 
even though they are so talented, so beautiful, so smart, so accomplished, for some reason I feel like they're doing it all for, for like the men of Hollywood, like for mm. a dude's club. I never thought, I mean, I've never thought of it that way just because, like, I don't look into Mila Kunis' career. Like, I look into Anna Kendrick's career. As much as as I love Mila Kunis because that 70s show is my favorite TV show. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, like, also, like, I, not that I wouldn't put them in the same group, but, like, but now that I'm thinking, like, I don't even know what my opinion was before, but now I'm agreeing with you because I'm like, yeah, they're both chill types of people that you see in the media, but, like, you, like, I associate Mila Kunis with, like, Justin Timberlake and Ashton Kutcher. And I yeah. and I associate Anna Kendrick with Aubrey Plaza and like yeah. Anna Ferris and like all of these like dope, awesome, like hilarious women that I'm all like in love with. Um, if y'all could set up your dream Valentine's Day brunch, who would be in attendance? For me, it would be obviously Paul Rudd. Um, Aww. Yeah. No, no, ladies. Come on, oh, ladies. Oh. ladies. I don't need you to have Move. a table full of men. You're going to have a table full of men for the rest of everything. That's fair. Oh. That's I need tables full of ladies. Tables full of ladies. Ooh. Is this my binder? Amy Poehler is definitely one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Amy Poehler. Anna, Anna Kendrick. Kendrick. Um, I mean, I, I have Anna Ferris on the brain just because I've been listening to a lot of her I'm going to take five. Okay, so that's three. Two more. I mean, I would do Amy Poehler, Aubrey Plaza, Anna Kendrick. Oh. Um, I'd cut on a Ferris. You'd like, cut her? Like right. <laughs> You'd cut her right. In, right in the why can't she water. also be at the table? Yeah, you, you can have you a get bigger five. table. You get up to five. five, but I feel like I had two others in mind before. Tina? If you have Amy, are you going to have Tina? Oh, together they'd be so fun to be yeah. around. Chelsea? I would have Chelsea. Chelsea Handler. I would have really? Chelsea Handler. I love Chelsea Interesting Handler. dynamic. When I got here tonight, Chelsea was on the TV. He's obsessed oh, yeah. with Chelsea. Oh. I love Chelsea Handler. Did you read her books? Yeah. You gotta be kidding me. I've, I've, I've read most of them. I think there's like maybe one or two I haven't read. Hers and Ellen DeGeneres' book. There's just too many of them. I, I can't figure them out. I haven't read any from Ellen DeGeneres. But, okay. Ellen DeGeneres' best one is Seriously, I'm Kidding. That's the okay. best one. Personally, I would do Ellen DeGeneres, Amy Poehler, Anna Kendrick, Aubrey Plaza, um, Chelsea Handler. I don't think that Ellen DeGeneres is as Ellen DeGeneres-y that we think that she is. Oh, I disagree. Mm. What do you think about Ellen DeGeneres? Would <laughs> she be at your table? Mm-hmm. Um, I respect her. I think she has an incredible career, but probably not. Okay. Yeah, not at the five. Who's at your table? I've, I've known people that have worked on the show, and she, I mean, she's a classic career woman. She knows how to put it on when she's on the stage. Totally. Yeah, yeah she has, she can click in there and she knows the right things to say and how to say it to get it to look good on camera and to make their um, guests look good on camera. Yeah, Which so in too. itself is an incredible skill, so oh, I respect yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> I want to see what Oprah's doing nowadays. I was just about to say. Uh, she's like, knows everyone and everything. There was a phase where I was just like. She would like, bring the whole Illuminati yeah, to your table. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Well, wasn't but it's the... like all the power in Wimbledon. Did you have a thank you show for thank you, Oprah? No, no, no. That was thank you, Beyonce. I was going to say. So, yeah, thank you, Beyonce. <laughs> would be there. Okay. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Poehler, for sure. Um, Tina Fey, I mean, that's just. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pioneers. Yeah, yeah. they're oh, yeah. pioneers. Oh, oh, oh man. Okay, that's four. Yeah, four. Yeah, that's four. I just whenever my ring finger goes out, so does my pinky. I can't. Uh, I can't make them not sure together. Before I get to the fifth, isn't it? Did you go through a phase with Oprah where 
you kind of had too much of her. You were just like, there's too much Oprah around. I got too much. I, there was too much of her when the OWN Network was debuting. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. But I am so down for my favorite things. And one year, last year, one of her favorite things, I think, or maybe the year before, was marble patterns. And I got really into marble. Like, my phone <laughs> case is marble. Like, oh, everything's so marble. I love marbling. She, um, that's probably because her bath is marble. Because she <laughs> says that all of her favorite things... Oh, she said you'll notice that in a lot of her, her lists, they tend to be bath-oriented. Like, yeah. there'll be things you can have in the bathroom and bathtub. She's like, I love the bath. And I don't know why I read this lately. It must you have been know some... that she and Stedman take oh, a long, oh, long, luxurious I love that baths. Stedman is just still around. <laughs> like, yeah, they're just common-law now, married. Yeah, what? They're just, like, common-law oh, yeah, married. Yeah, they're yeah, not, yeah. they're really married. No, mm. absolutely. Oprah and the man that she has been with for, yeah. like, nearly 30 years, they were never married. I'm going to throw in a wrench here. Ooh, I'm going to do um, Elizabeth Warren. <gasps> Great choice. Uh, squad the fuck she, up. I know. <laughs> squad the fuck up. She, and you know. Oh, did you see how she handled, like, all the bankers? Yes. The Wells Yes. Oh, like, my, it was soul-crushing. And you know that Elizabeth Warren, she would, like, lean across the table and be like, Beyonce, I really wanted to tell you I know. that EXO speaks to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of us like, together. I think you are great. <laughs> I Middle respect you. I feel tell like the night. opening of the, the Galentines would be all of us holding hands and just saying, <laughs> what the fuck happened this election? Yes. And then, like, just, like, jumping into and it. Beyonce would be like, brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who would be at mine? Yeah, oh gosh. Okay, I don't want to get this wrong. Um, Mindy. Of course. Wednesday Martin. Do you guys know who that is? No. She wrote the Primates of Park Avenue. She is a sociologist who is like an Upper East Side mom and like studies Upper East you Side. Have to oh, her. interesting. Like drama and like half of her book was about getting a Birkin bag, let her kid go to the right school. So crazy. I need to read that because I. I'll find... loan it to you. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm such a West Side funny. family. And, like, the Upper East Side is, like, fascinating yeah. to me. Incredible. And you know that Mindy would be like, Wednesday, I don't have any kids, but how do I get them into <laughs> into country day? <laughs> how, do I, how do I acquire a kid? Oh, man. Oh, gosh. And you and you think Gossip Girl is bad. Um, and just having been a nanny for so many <clears throat> extremely wealthy families, like, mm-hmm. and prominent families. That's what I've heard, is Gossip Girl is reflects a reality it does but a very specific one the schools that it's based Mm -hmm. on are called york and spence and york and spence have um a a stigma attached to them that not that isn't necessarily even though they are one of the most desirable schools they're not the Mm -hmm. best academically if you go to the best academically which is considered mostly most people consider the ethical culture program to be do you know because you seem to love pop pop culture love Um, the writers of, of um the show are they from that area um, Why do they know so much about it? I imagine they're from... Well, Gossip Girl is based on a book series, oh, okay. and I know that the woman that. who wrote the books uh, like lived okay. some of that experience, but Thank I think, I think she's All more... my questions. I think, she's, <laughs> I think she's more Connecticut than Upper East. Okay. I don't think it's she's like, a UES. It's like six and one. Yeah, six All and right. one. Sorry, I didn't mean to distract. Okay, so Mindy, Wednesday Martin, yeah. Wednesday Martin, PhD. Yeah. Cheryl Sandberg, because I want to lean into this brunch. <laughs> um, who else? Bernadette Peters. Ooh, yes. She's incredible. Oh, God. I thought she'd be fun to have at a brunch, too. Literally, what's that song in Cinderella that when she sings at the... Oh, Falling in Love with Love? Oh, no, no. What's uh, the other one where they're dancing around their living room and they come back from the ball? A lovely night. Oh, my God. Her voice. 
A lovely night, a lovely night, a loveliest night you've never even seen. It's like the like the shape of her bowels is like not human. <laughs> <laughs> I met her. She she's one of the founders with uh with um uh Carol Channing. I want to say of Broadway Barks. Yeah. And uh, I met her at Broadway Barks one time, and oh. she's incredible. Yeah. Okay, so who did I say? Uh, Bernadette, Cheryl Sandberg, Wednesday Jose, Martin, Mindy, Mindy. and um, do you like which one's got singular names and which one needed both? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of something. I know, it's hard. Because you're it exploring is. all the corners of your brain and it has exactly. so many different sections. I know. I oh. know in my heart. Tell me. And she's exactly like Mindy in every way. But I need Hoda Kotb at that ah! much. <laughs> I wish I could have Kat. Can Kathy Lee and Hoda be like Tina and Amy? Can they just be That's a package deal? Sure. They're just ho- uh, Kathy Lee Hoda. Kathy yeah. Lee Hoda. Hoda Kathy Lee. I just oh I God Hoda like and Hoda could bring her iPod for Hoda's iPod. Do you have you do you watch the, the fourth watch, hour of the Today Show? Because no. I, I watch it almost every day. <laughs> And Hoda has this thing on Tuesdays called Hoda's iPod, and they still call it Hoda's iPod, or like Hoda's Hoda's like tunes of the week or something. And she brings a song that, without fail, was popular six months ago. And she's like, this is what I'm listening to right now. And she and Kathy just listen to it and drink wine for like five minutes every Tuesday. (laughs) It's incredible. No, they're incredible. I only saw the beginning when the show first came to air, and I saw that Hoda was having a reckoning on live TV of what have I done? What did I sign on to? She's pouring a bottle of wine into an oversized glass of wine. It's the morning, and I have to keep smiling, and I'm on TV. Oh, my oh, gosh. And I think just eventually she she just you know gave in to what was happening. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, you could tell Hoda was just like, ah, in her head. Do you guys know how they settle disagreements between the two of them live on air? No. They have this incredible robot that's in their studio <laughs> where it has two wine glasses and every time someone tags the hashtag team Hoda or team KLG it shoots a bit of wine either white for Kathy Lee or red for Hoda into these wine glasses and the first glass that fills all the way up because people are tweeting wins is oh this, my god wait is this on is this on camera or is this off camera on camera it has its own camera dollied up next to it oh my god so Hoda would be at your table yeah <laughs> that's so funny and give you all a little secret I would say this is pretty close to Anna Kendrick but it's not close enough so thus and the, the tangent any any final thoughts on your experience I mean, with Anna yeah. with Anna our buddy why Anna. did when when you when you go back every week mm-hmm. you go do a podcast and you're like the thing that happened this week mm-hmm. so that one stood out just because you loved her so you've been yeah. in love with her so oh, much yeah. I mean, like, it's funny because people talk about a type. Like, they mm-hmm. date and, like, they have a type. And it's funny because... Oh, I totally like, do. Mm-mm. Do you? Mm-mm. No, Florence nope. doesn't. I don't have a type. I have, like, because I'm thinking, like, I kind of have two types. Like, either the Rockette or... And I apologize because I know there's some controversy around this statement. Mm. The Manic Pixie, Pixie Dream, Dream Girl. Girl. Rockette, personality-wise, what is that? Um, It's more of a look. Like, okay. half of my girlfriends have been, like, taller than me, like, showgirl body, like... They just look like rockheads. Okay. Should I tell you now that I'm friends with a rockhead? <laughs> what are we doing here? I know. Why are we here? There's <laughs> so many yeah. other things we've discovered she, we should she, be doing. You oh. should be at Radio City. I should be developing exactly. an app. <laughs> my, my last five foot ten girlfriend, like, it was a super like not great relationship, but like, 
she intimidated me and I was into it. Her name I is think Brittany, that's, right? Yes. I think that <laughs> says something about you, about a, a gentleman in general, yeah. when they are attracted to a woman that can be intimidating or show strength. Oh, I'm so I, attracted to, like, powerful I think women. Those so men, you want to come to my Galentine's brunch. That's oh, yeah. it. That's an incredible thing, though, because it's not actually that common. Really? I, I mean, specifically speaking from South Carolina, a lot of men believe they need to be that person in the relationship, the man, mm-hmm. that they shouldn't be intimidated by the woman, they should be supported, or that she mm-hmm. fits a certain personality type. And I think that's so wonderful yeah, that, you well, know, a lot of people are raised that way, especially in the North. I find that that's more of a pattern, just an observation oh, yeah. alone. I, I agree. But that's because I, I see myself and I'm building myself to be that person. Mm-hmm. So if I intimidate somebody, I just don't care to worry about it. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I don't want to be I in mean, a relationship like, with them. And I think like the edible part of it is like I was raised around and by yeah. so many powerful women. Yeah. The what part of it? Like the edible. Like the whole like mm-hmm. you're like you I thought you said father. the edible part. It's and true. I was like, the oh. Hmm. Um, like, like the whole like you marry your mother, you marry your father thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, because my mom is, like, such a ball buster, I'll say it, and my yeah. aunt is, like, such a ball buster, mm-hmm. and my grandma was such a ball buster, like, that, like, that, like, that Oedipal part of it, like, mm. sways itself into my, like... I, think, I love it. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear that I would be a ball buster. <laughs> I need, like, a whole team of guys. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Hey, nope. <laughs> but, that, but that is what makes, like, I, I will be unbelievably picky, and then I will find a guy who, like, I don't mean it the way it sounds, but I actually almost embrace a guy who can, like, like get me under control. Mm. Like, um, or that just knows how to handle your personality without taking it personally. It takes a lot. And communicate with you without offending you. Well, no, but I just, I want him to take charge. I want him mm-hmm. to make the decision. Because I will Confidence. always want to pick the restaurant. But when he picks the restaurant, I'm like, okay, we'll go there. You're so cute. Like, <laughs> that sounds like a fair balance, though. Yeah. Like, if you're willing to, like, let that open. But I also do want to be, like, cared for. And I think that a lot of men get um, intimidated by powerful or smart women that, like, we also don't want to cuddle. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. I mean, like, personally, definitely, like, I want that. Ba- I'm a Libra, so I want that balance. Like, I want, like, a, like, I, like, I am very attracted That's to, That's like, why you like crazy girls. I'm a Gemini. That's why. Yeah. Because you need to I've balance somebody. So Gemini, so many. I've dated, like, a handful of Gemini. Gemini and Libra are supposed to be the most compatible. romantically yeah. compatible, yeah. Um, because there's that duality. And Gemini and Leo, because they're, like, going to challenge each other to be the exactly. smartest. Yeah. yeah. But, like, because, like, I... I Because back to what you were saying, like, I would want to know that, like, I'm doing well enough for them, like, that I'm good enough and that, like, that I am, like, pulling my weight in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, like, I like the give and take. Like, I like that we both would need each other. Yeah. Yeah. But we're also, like, but I'm also a very independent person, like, that we can be, like, we can also do our thing. Well, that's, to me, it's healthy and I like that because it seems like people are confident in who they are in that mm-hmm. relationship on both sides. And so they come together, have their individual lives and know how to share a part of their lives. But don't don't get upset when the person goes back into their part of life, which makes the relationship interesting because you come back with something new. It's when it's redundant and plays the same day after day that mm-hmm. people are like, what is this? What are we doing? And they yeah. lack identity. So, no, I think that's brilliant, and I think a lot of people aren't aware of that. But it's a language that's coming out today, so. 
You are so fucking well-spoken, by she the way. She is, yeah. I have to like, cut out everything I've said in this podcast <laughs> because I just want to hear Florence. Can we just do a supercut of everything Florence has said? Well, this next section is about to be a supercut yeah. of Florence because oh, Florence, no. we need to know. Can I get some water before please, this happens? Please, Okay, so, Lawrence, you ready, girl? I think so. The Sorry. thing that happened this week. Bum, bum. To you. Okay, so. <laughs> to you. To you. I hope, I hope this is okay. Um, I didn't realize this would be, like, I don't know the, the tone of this podcast, so I hope I can venture anywhere. Anywhere you, you want, anything. girl. Okay. You can go All right. What I, I wanted to be... double check, because like it seems think... like you're both very high energy, <laughs> and right now, this week, I just have not been. It is obviously. Yeah. I like in the arts. Do you guys have this in improv where you say um, that's what it wants to be? When a moment like makes itself known, like, and you're like, I don't know if this is the right energy, whatever. And you're like, that's what it wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, like, we don't put it in those words. I don't yeah. think, but like, it's just one of the, it's part of yes ending. I'm mm. like, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to, you know, communicate that, that that's what of was going course. on. This week, obviously, the last seven days, today's Thursday. So last Thursday was two days post-election. Um, and there's just, this week has been a reckoning. There's been a lot of internal reflection. Mm-hmm. There, Luckily, <laughs> I didn't even know I did this. I had scheduled therapy <laughs> for Thursday and my psych. Uh, my psychic appointment Friday morning. <laughs> you have a psychic? You have a psychic. Oh no, a psychic. Psych- oh my god. I just like shortened it to oh psych- <laughs> That's even better. I was, was so excited that she went to see her future. <laughs> <laughs> no, my psychiatrist. Um, which is sort of my future. <laughs> okay. But no. So what, what uh, for, for, I'm completely ignorant. What do you gain from one session versus the other? Okay, so this is what I learned as well, because this year, in general, if, if nothing else, this election represents this year, and I think there's some memes going Shit around. Show. Yeah, <laughs> talk about 2016. Oh, yeah. Be over, be over. Yeah. So this year was extremely difficult for me. I had a couple of tragedies, incredibly terrible tragedies, close to home. I'm so sorry. And I had to figure out how to cope how to be okay, how to get through one day at a time. So um, I had a therapist, and you see a therapist, they talk through everything with you. And then a psychiatrist can diagnose you, and then they can write prescriptions. Um, But I thought I had ADD or ADHD because I wasn't able to focus, and I was getting really frustrated because normal tasks that I would be able to dive head into, I wasn't able to read very well. I was just having all these issues. And I went to get diagnosis ADD and maybe get some help for it. Um, but when I went, she was like, you're severely depressed and anxious. And I was like, what? She's like, you just don't know it because you have a positive affectation. And you don't, people don't see it, so they never think you're sad. Because you, you just are able to carry it with you on the side when you need to. So but- when your thoughts strayed to a darker place, you thought you were being distracted. Well, when I wasn't able to focus, like depression and anxiety... Um, create or if you have slight ADD it increases it like a hundredfold wow yeah so all of a sudden I wasn't able to focus and what felt like knots in my stomach or just like not feeling well sleepy tired all these different things were um, those things and not the ADD so I spent all this time researching that just to realize that it was something completely different Wow. so that's the benefit of a psychiatrist and then she would communicate with my therapist which 
they need to communicate and they're fantastic about it about what was going on and how to treat it and then they kind of do it together I want to say tag team yeah they come together and they really make sure that they develop something for you to heal so it was an incredible thing that was happening in my life um, and it was building up for me, I feel like, to cope with things like Trump being elected president. Oh, my God. Which, oh, I know, we're all still well, in our, right? Our, listens, uh, our yeah. listeners will be hearing this in the future. They can mm-hmm. they can see the future right now. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, yeah, because this is being released New Year's. New Year's. Oh, Happy New Year's. Happy yeah. New Year's, yeah. <laughs> it, will either, it will either air right before or right after New Year's. So oh, it's, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, either way, while you're listening to this, I'll be in Malaysia. I'm going on a roots trip. Really? Meeting wow. my family there for the very first time in really? my life. And, and it was definitely egged on from the entire year and what's been happening. I was just wow. like, life's too short. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do my shows. Let's write. Let's create. Let's oh produce. God, yeah. Let's chug this mm. thing out. Let's get it. Get this engine going. Do and you think so, I should go to Ireland and meet my... Do it. Can you? Roots trip? Yeah, sure. What's stopping you? Do it. Because I already spent all my trip money this year on France, but maybe the year after. Make, well, it, make it a plan. May I ask, like, how does that happen? Like... Do, is it one of those like genealogy things where you look into like your lineage and you, or did you know that you had a fa- family in Malaysia? So specifically for me, I'm the first American in my family. So my okay. dad is from Germany, my mom's from Malaysia, and we moved to America before I was born. So that's why I was the first citizen. Did you grow up speaking multiple languages? Yes. Okay. So German yes. and English, but not Malay because my dad didn't know Malay, so okay. there wasn't a reason for them to speak it in front of us. Okay. But uh, so she's Malaysian. And we would go to Germany all the time. It was easy. The flights were cheap. We would go for Christmas. I lived there for a bit. Um, and I'd go to Australia, too, because my mom's closest sister of seven siblings wow. total wow. Um, lived in Australia, or lives in Australia. And so I know my cousin's there, and um, I've lived there for a bit. But the one trip that's never been had is the Malaysian trip because there's a couple complications, but primarily when I was a kid... I couldn't go by myself. My mom has like a fear flying, a ton of other things. She actually ran away, wow. um, in, a, in a sense. And I say ran away very, um, I really have to clarify this because um, her family is Islamic and so you it's a very deeply rooted unit. You don't leave the family like that. It's, yeah. it's not something that's accepted, especially when she was growing up as a female. Um, so leaving was a really tough thing for the family and for her. So normally you're supposed to gain permission um, to leave, but she didn't. So she went away. So there's a couple of different intricacies that I was going to have to navigate. And as a kid, I couldn't do it. And then I've tried to go back with her several times. And after this year, I was like, I'm not waiting. I just have to go. And so my cousin found me on Facebook actually several years ago and said, you're my cousin. It was insane. Wow. I know. She was like, you're my, my cousin. God. I was like, what? Who are you? I know. And she's like five foot one. <laughs> Wait, so how did you verify that, that she was telling you the truth? Oh, and then... because um, she knew my cousins in Australia. Oh, okay. And they had visited them, but it was all through like a third connection. How yes. many miles away would you guesstimate Malaysia and, and Australia are? Is it like the distance from here to Los Angeles or is it like much further? Like from here to Hawaii? I want to say it takes like seven or eight hours at least. On a there. plane, so mm-hmm. probably to like LA. Yeah, yeah, at least, yeah. So, I uh, yeah, that's how a root trip happens because wow. life keeps happening and going, and then you realize it's sacred, and you just need to do the things you want to do. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because 
as a bar mitzvah Jew, mm. um, you get that free trip to Israel until like you're 26 mm. or like through age 26. And I haven't done it yet. What do they so, call it? Birthright. Birthright. That's Are you right. going to? I'd like to. Mm. It's not, honestly, it's not at the top of my list. Mm. And I know that I should do it. And every single person I've met has told me, you have to do it. It's the best thing you'll ever do. Mm. Um, and I want to, but for some, like, for some reason, it's just not a priority, but I don't, like, I don't know if I have family anywhere else other than literally New York and North Carolina. Mm. Like, I have extended family out in the country, but, like, my, if, I mean, for those theater people, if you know the story of Fiddler on the Roof, like, that's my family's story. It's, we were... You were pushed out of Russia? We were pushed out of Russia. Wow. Um... So I don't know if there's anyone internationally that's directly related because like Brodsky's it's not a common uh, Russian name, mm-hmm. but there's like there was a lineage. Yeah. Um. So like it's just like that stuff is so fascinating to me because I could always go on birthright, but like I there's no reason like I don't know if there's a reason for me to go to Russia or Hungary. Right. Or, well, because right. I have direct Poland. cousins that I feel like I should have met so long ago, yeah. and I would have craved to have met because they that country shaped my mother and there's so much about her I've had to understand through reading about Malaysia the culture and asking her questions and it's like pulling teeth because she's very very private Mm -hmm. Um, so it's always been this big question mark of how how did this come about who is she exactly so I can better understand her Um, and myself I think that always is a bit self-motivated to try and understand where you came from so it's going to be interesting. I'm super excited when I found out that I got permission to leave for three weeks from work. I like nearly, I nearly cried. Aww. I was so excited because no one does that. Yeah. Now that you have, now kind of to wrap the two concepts together, like now that you have a little more knowledge about what your brain is doing to your body, like what do you anticipate the trip will do for your soul? Oh, I am. Or what do you hope will be the outcome? Well, wait, when you say my brain is doing for my body, you're talking about like psychology like uh, the psychology of of like the the mental blocks you were having so, that were rooted in the anxiety that you that you your brain was teasing your body yeah. with and like so what happened was it was a, a a total overhaul of my habits i immediately attacked my day to day it was just the small things so i always wanted to wake up at 6 and work out i always feel better when i work out before work or start my day good for you so i started waking up at right. 6 leaving at 6:30 and working out at least 4 to 4 times in the 5 day work week so and then on the weekends as well so i started feeling better getting more energy resting more sleep because i worked out so early and i went to sleep so soundly it changed my entire life. Like your brain is able to focus more and mm-hmm. longer throughout the day. Um, you're able to be more engaged in the moment. You don't feel as self-conscious. Your confidence rises. It affects every little minute area of your day. And that was incredible to me to discover how in tune your body is just with everything you do and how you treat it. Yeah. And then yeah. it also affects your meal cravings, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So while I was going through all that, I wanna answer your question and not go on a tangent. Um, what was happening was that I needed something to be good. When things are so bad, you search for the things that make you happiest, which for me is performing, improvising, learning, being in an environment where I'm collaborating with people that inspire me. Um, And so I dug so deep into that that things started moving and shaking a lot faster, which I I think just happens when you speak to anyone that's gone through anything. 
extremely difficult. They just sort of prioritize more quickly. What is that they when? Want. Is that like what made you commit to the trip? Like you finally pulled mm-hmm. the trigger on that? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of things like that happen in general, and um, when things are so bad, you create your own like north star. Mm-hmm. If you don't have one, you create it. That's the survival technique that I needed. Wow. Um, so that that was as bad as the year's been. There's been some beautiful things that have happened and I've reached goals that I've needed to reach for years now and I'm really happy about that and I'm really proud about that um, and then uh, I was going to talk about this week more because this has been Please. like more of my, <laughs> my life I'm trying to think um, okay so your therapist talked to your psychologist and then what else happened this week Oh, oh, so that was a while back. Oh, that, that was, was a while. Okay, we right. somehow okay, got right. on a tangent about that. No, oh, no, I'm no. so sorry. Oh, because so you help. happened to schedule your appointment. Right. That's <laughs> a, oh my god, this tangent has gone on so long. No, I'm no, so no, sorry. no, no, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so they. We were need there. more of your voice because exactly. to, to to balance out what I'm what I've been. <laughs> but also, like, I've been really yours. bad tonight. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Florence. But also, your tangent has been like pretty connected. Like, oh, you've been able yeah, to yeah, yeah. Oh, they're all rooted, 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 rooted. Honey, oh, the drinking board. Okay, <laughs> so um, so that was all prepped and ready to go. So this week has been a lot of internal um, conflict. What the hell's happening? How could this happen? I think everyone's been dealing with that. And now, what do you do? Now that we have this world, this is what we're dealing with. What do you do? And so my brother came into town, and I, I only ever see him every now and then because he lives um, abroad, and. We went to um, a place called Burger Joint in the in La Meridienne, which I highly recommend. It's I think a hotel on 56th Street in the Midtown, and inside oh, the yeah, hotel yeah. there's Burger Joint, which is basically speakeasy. It's behind this red curtain. Cool. You never oh, wow. see it coming. It's so good. And um, I went there with my good friend Stacy, who's also an improviser. Stacey. Yes. So um, we ended up talking about how. GOP and Republicans in general have been joking about global warming. Not everybody, not obviously not all of them, but just in general how Trump has been making a mockery of global warming and how a lot of people have been following suit. And my brother's a biophysicist, and he's deeply connected in the science community, and um, he was talking about how that ultimately, of all things, is the most important issue, especially as a scientist for him, because we probably only have a couple generations left before we leave an earth that is viable enough Jesus. for our kids. And he was like, I'm actually thinking about not having kids. He said this. And then <laughs> I had another improv coach say this and then somebody else say this in the last couple of days about being conscientious of a kid not only being one of the biggest like footprints you could leave on the earth because of everything they consume, but also they would have to deal and reckon with a world where we didn't see far enough into the future to take care of it. So um, just saying how like that is the most important thing we really need to focus on, and so to dismiss oh it gosh. is an yeah. absolute tragedy. Um, and he explained it pretty simply because right now what's happening is that um, the North and South Poles are shrinking, and they're, they're important because the sun and the rays that come into the atmosphere bounce off basically their mirrors on the Earth. Okay. They, they work as mirrors, and so they bounce off back out into the atmosphere and keep the, the um, atmosphere cool in our Earth. And the faster it warms up, the more they shrink, the less mirror we have, and the hotter it gets faster. So it's just this accelerated process okay. that we've created. 
And um, we originally in the U.S. we were really vested in solar energy and solar cells, which now China is the pioneer in that. Um, but we um, stopped that funding in like the 50s and 60s, and we invested in fossil fuels. And that the most powerful country is the country that owns the most oil. Okay. Yeah. And so um, basically, what I'm saying is, I ended up questioning whether or not I wanted kids. Wow. Because of this conversation and, and it's just because it's a real reality I mean I know it's we want to push it off and, and say that it is but these scientists are freaking out for a reason yeah. and it was just like this big door that opened in my world that I was completely ignorant to and it's like and it like it, it hits home when you say it's a few generations yeah because that's like just a couple more yeah. that's like within a century yeah yeah we're just using fossil fuels up at a at a rate that yeah we're just Meanwhile, not be like, I read somewhere the other day, like Sweden is about to be hundred percent solar energy. Mm -hmm. Like wow. there's all the like mm -hmm. there's all these countries that are like getting with it. But, but the problem is we've already will have released too much CO two if we burn all the fossil fuels up. And there's yeah, this place I mean, of yeah. Well, I mean, I'm saying like yeah. I guess what I'm saying is like we should have been with it already. I know. Do you have yeah. any? Other but it's power and money. Do you have any other siblings other than the brother that you met with? Oh no, that's my. Okay, so what? How do you feel about not continuing a family's name? Um, I think that's. If I would only think personally, I'd be oh that would stink. I would I would really I really want a kid. Does your father have siblings that are brothers? He has a sister. Okay, so he also no one else is. You have no cousins carrying your last name. No. Okay. No. Just be yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I think when I was more. Um, I grew up really conservative at some point in my life. Um, when I when I cared more about that at a certain age, I think that meant something more to me. It's a but southern, now my big southern yeah, thing. my priorities have completely changed. Yeah. Now that I'm surrounded by so many diverse people doing so many incredible things, your priorities in general change. It's a big thing in this city, and it's a big thing in our generation. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're being left a world by the baby boomers who have fucked it up yeah, for all of us. I, know. I will say it. I know. And then all they do is blame us. Like, I know. It makes me really sad. I, I thought it was hilarious. But they early. gave us the education. Like, they're right. the ones that invested in us to go to school, and now they hate what we right. learned. Yeah. It's well, so ironic. It, like, killed me that they did that weird Twitter thing where they were like, um, oh, the world so millennials funny. built. And, and it backfired. Oh, man. Millennials. <laughs> did you hear about this, Ian? What was it? Oh, my God. They were fucking roasted. So all these 40, 50, and 60-year-old people that have since discovered Twitter 60 million years late yeah. got on Twitter and started a hashtag like world of millennials or like if, oh no, if millennials did this job or something like that. Um, if millennials did it. Uh -huh. And the concept was like, um, uh, the job would never get done because they wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. Like they thought that was a good burn. And all these millennials would come back and be like, um, if millennials did it, they'd be teaching you how to write that tweet. Exactly. Like it would. Oh, it, the burns were deep. Yeah. yeah. And it's like the you first can... burn is the most painful. <laughs> I mean, like, and and I have this fight with my mom all the time because she's a baby boomer. She's incredibly liberal, and she understands like the potential that we mm -hmm. have. Well, thank God for her because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's 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 pretty woke. A liberal, um, a liberal yeah. baby boomer is like a unicorn. I mean, like it depends. Well, she's a New Yorker. Like she's mm -hmm. from like. Yeah. This isn't like news as far as like my yeah. brain. But like we have this argument all the time, like yes, there's a large group of us that ruin the name for us because they are apathetic and like they don't vote and they don't care. Yeah. But, like but it's like but the millennials there's so that, many of us that do care. If the millennials like but the millennials that 
do put in the work. It's mm-hmm. more work than has ever been produced oh in, the, in the history of mankind. <laughs> like, they're because literally... for Like, all the baby boomers that had to... Every single one of them work and contribute yeah. in some way. Millennials have figured out a way to streamline and build efficiency where one-tenth of us oh can do twice as much as the entire population 100%. did formerly. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me angry is I'm like, well, I consider myself in, the, in that top percentile. Yeah. So go fuck yourself if you're telling exactly. me I'm lazy because I'm doing so I'm doing 50 men's work. We are building on the work you gave us to make it easier for you to get a better life. That yeah. you like, subsequently and now you're complaining. in the process. Now you're complaining about it. It makes uh, yeah, I know there's just a lack of awareness and there's all sorts of that going on and that's why I think education, education, education. education, education we education. really need to inject education at the base level. There needs to be more literacy in terms of what racism looks like in 2016. 100%. You know, what what that means because people take such personal offense to it. So if we build that literacy early, yeah. people don't take it so personally and taking like your your white privilege and using it for good look i'm privileged like i know that but if we don't start admitting to it then people will think that you're coming from a place of judgment which of course no one responds well to that and they yeah Yeah. but it's all we have to figure out how to make it a priority for more americans so that it is it is a priority in america in general well on that well quiz time quiz time i'll take one three and five this time all right ready question number one and it can be anything. Can I get, like, is it okay if I don't, like, immediately spit oh, it out? Oh, of course. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I, I'll edit whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> okay, Florence. Question number one. Okay. Anything, everything counts. Okay. What are you obsessed with right now? My general obsession right now is figuring out how to fight Trump's bigotry in the next four years. Yes. Honestly, I have been totally. actually trying to figure out actionable steps. That yeah. is what I've been trying to do and reckon with in my generation, how we can leave people more educated outside of the blue states and not just echo within ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Question number two. You're stranded on a desert island. What do you have? Three things. They can be anything. Oh, on a desert island. Wait, one second. Before I finish the first one, I just thought the thing I found while obsessing about all of that is that comedy has such a great outlet for that. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's an incredible movement of that right now where there's oh, branches yeah. of comedy of like social injustice and all these things and mm-hmm. you le- have a rhetoric about it. Sorry, second question. Three things on an yeah. island? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A kitchen with all the food. Okay. <laughs> I love Great. cooking. I love food. Great. Um, and I, want, I would want to survive and not just eat basic island Shrubbery. rub. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, which that ki- that kitchen would just be in. A- I would just have a house on that island. That'd be like pretty. A nice. house, great. Yeah, that's survival. Any wise. particular kind of house you want? Mm. You want a Victorian or something? Oh, no, <laughs> I haven't really thought about that. I I could live in a bigger, small house. I mean, I live in New York, so obviously yeah. my standards for that don't matter because I'm <laughs> always outside of the house anyway. I'm trying to think between Jake Gyllenhaal, Chris Evans. No, um, oh, you bring a sexy man. Uh huh. I'd want a sexy man. I would bring Chris Evans because he could like oh, he's tear so down trees and shit too. Yeah, Chris yeah. Evans. Let's just do Chris Evans. Like he's the most practical. He, and he's so nice. He is so he's nice. Like the best guy. He's best friends with like Anna Ferris and Chris mm-hmm. Pratt and that yeah. whole because he's dating Jenny they Slate. Sleep. I feel like I would need um, a library of all the important like literary novels okay. and everything like that because. If I were able to have that library and read all the books, first of all, I'd have all the time and a hot man, so I'd go have sex and then go read my book. And then um, I would gain all the knowledge I would need for survival, building a boat, 
and or whatever totally. in order to get off that desert island. So I'd only be there temporarily, and it'd be more of like um, a forced um, meditative adventure with great activities and a very yes. Way. I bet Chris Evans reads too. I bet he's oh, in yeah. the library too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would have like book club. <laughs> <laughs> just the two of us. But there'd be some book books. Book club and like, chill. <laughs> These are like a real extensive three things. I is love that, it. You said there's no but limit. I'm just thinking like a house with a lot of things in it. I love that though. I love I love that because you went for it. I think the hardest thing. Chris Evans doesn't have a lot of things in it. benefit of a desert island. The benefit of a desert island is that you're forced to disconnect. Right? Yes. Yeah. So while you're doing that, why not be very productive? Okay, oh. question number three. Okay. What are you watching slash listening to? I've been watching the West Westworld. Great. And what are you listening to? Oh, uh, a lot of Two Dope Queens. Yes! Love them. Yes! He plugs Two, Dope, he Two Dope Queens on the show every week. Oh, person. really? Love, yeah. love Two Dope Queens. Um, I also love um, Chris Gethard's Beautiful Anonymous. If you want Ooh. some heartstrings to be pulled. Totes. Um, and then another one is 99% Invisible. Nice, quick, like 20 minute episodes. Incredibly interesting things that normally you wouldn't know about. Like a Norman door is a door that is um, poorly designed where you don't know if it's a pull or a push. They call that a Norman door? A Norman door. door Why is it Norman? Because. Um, is that someone's name? I think. I, I don't want to assume. Yeah, I Norman. can't remember. I just remember, like, in. Um, architecture and all these different careers with design they know it to be like a door that's a failure because design in itself shouldn't be something you think about when it has a function yeah awesome all right um last person you texted you can't look at your phone that wasn't like me my cousin that i haven't met yet in malaysia oh. yay yeah and do you all text in in english mm -hmm. okay yeah so they used to be a british colony Okay. So they'll have like I believe little British accents. <gasps> Exciting. Yes. My mom has a slight one, but do yeah. they also they speak Malay though to each mm -hmm. other? Mm -hmm. Okay. And have you studied any? I know you said you didn't grow up learning it, but have you personally studied any before your Only trip? Only in food. <laughs> okay, right. that yeah. counts. It counts. Yeah. <laughs> in French, I know a lot of ways to ask for a bathroom, but I couldn't. Mm -hmm. You know. Like, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was the last person I texted, I and it was about trying to figure out how to transfer U.S. dollars to ringgits. And our final question, our favorite every week, name one person, living or dead, that you may or may not know that you would like to wish well. To wish well? Yeah. To simply wish well? Yeah. An old friend of mine from high school, Catherine, yeah. Hey, Catherine. Hey, Catherine. Up, Catherine? Wish you well. We've had a long history. We've gone through a lot together, but we don't keep in touch, really. Okay. Um... But I know I know enough about her where I would want to just I'll probably after this probably get in touch with her. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just hope I I hope she's okay and I hope she's doing well and I want the best for her. I know she's just had a lot she's had to deal with in her entire life and I wish her well. Mm -hmm. All right, let's plug shit. All right, so Florence, thank you so much for doing the show. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for we having are, me. We're so lucky, so lucky. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, no, honestly, so lucky. She's laughing, but I'm, like, dead serious. <laughs> so sweet. I feel like you say that to all the guests. Oh, my gosh. Um, We're going to have to listen to the episode. I know. Find yeah. Florence, where, check. where can people find you in the world, on the internet, on social media? Oh, so my website is my first name, Florence, and then my last name, Freeba, which is F as in Frank, R, <laughs> I as in Igloo, E as in Echo, B as in Bank, E as in Echo, 
uh, com. And then my Twitter handle is FlowTownUSA, and it's F-L-O-W. Okay. Yeah. T-O-W-N-U-S-A. Yes. Yeah. I have the Thank You Show page on Facebook. Okay. So if you find me on Facebook, you'll see a link to it, or just go to the Thank You Show, which is always at the Pit Theater. Awesome. Do you have one coming up? Um, Actually, I was just talking to them about a date, because I wanted to do a Thank You Hill. Wait, what? It's just oh, I know, Whoa. I know, okay. I know. <laughs> but uh, I'll let you guys know. Yeah, thank you. Okay, yeah. amazing. Ian, where can people find you? Um, I am at Ibroski on all the social medias. Spelled how? I B R O S K I. Uh huh. I am at Womanship, like a lady on a boat, honey. <laughs> 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 at Womanship, ClaireManship.com. Facebook.com slash Julia Claire You can find the both of us at This Week's Thing on Twitter, This Week's Thing at gmail.com, or our website, thisweeksthing.com. And on thisweeksthing.com, of course, you can find all sorts of interesting stuff about me and Ian, our featured music by The Gents. You can find out other upcoming guests like Florence and her colleagues at The Pit. We have tons of cool comedians and improv artists coming up if you're totally into what Florence is saying. And while you're checking us out, rate, comment, like, subscribe. Five stars, yo. Five stars, please. And donate to our GoFundMe. You can also find that on our website. We would love to have your support. Okay, so that being said, thanks, y'all. And thanks, Florence, thank again. You. Honestly, thank you for having me. That was really, really a lovely and time. Feel free, like, come back anytime. Oh, my like, God. Open invitation. From, like, we'll do Florence part two. After really? Oh, my I God. I would love that. Florence does Malay. If you, if you take your phone with you and you want to record... It, like bits of like diary entries while you're out there, vocal diary entries. We will we'll make it something. Something That's will happen. That's a great. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay, I'm Claire Manship, and I'm Ian Brodsky, and, and that, that was, was the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.